With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Hello, guys. It's Andrew. And before we get into today's episode, I wanted to let you know that you can find us on most of the socials. You can find us on Facebook at Penguin Stuff Official. You can find us on Twitter at Penn Stuff. You can find us on Instagram at Pens and Stuff Podcast. You can also cop some sick merch on Redbubble at Pens and Stuff Podcast. And you can also support us on Patreon for as little as $5 a month. You can get access to a bunch of cool stuff. And that's at Patreon at Pens and Stuff Podcast. So go do that while you listen to this episode. Now let's go. Welcome back to Pens and Stuff. I am Andrew. I'm Jim. And I'm Abby. And, well, we got a different setup, so if things are a bit weird, that's why. But a little bit odd to you. N- never worry. We'll we'll figure it out and we'll we'll, we'll get better. We will get better. Yes. That is true. But um, yeah. We're back after taking a week off. Uh, we took a week off because people were busy and stuff was happening and yep, life and indeed happens. Yeah, still the and off still season, the off so. season. So there's not a lot to talk about except thinking about hockey for next season. Uh. I'm excited. It's really bit. not that far away. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I was thinking about it today. Someone at church had said, it's only however long until the hockey season. And I'm like, 32 yeah, days. it actually is. 30 it's days, actually. really close. And I'm well, 32 days for the Penguins. For the really Penguins, yeah. excited. But... And then, like, preseason starts even sooner than that. Yeah, preseason starts on, yep, for the Penguins two weeks from today. Yep. With a split squad game against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Yeah. Which I love those things. I think they're so fun. Like you got two teams playing at the same time. It's fun to watch different guys playing with the big boys and and some of the big boys playing with some of the younger guys. And Mm -hmm. so it's fun to watch how that all works out. And I wish they would kind of use that more as like like to see how, you know, like Crosby and Malkin might play with the guys, you know, from Wilkes-Barre mm-hmm. and see 
how they might mesh with the guys who are on the team now. And I think yeah. coach would be wise to take that into account when it comes to like injuries and stuff during the season, like right. pulling guys up and giving them more responsibility, you know, if they're ready anyway. So, so who, who do you think is probably the most likely of the last year's Wilkes Bear Scranton Penguins to make the big squad this year at the beginning of the season? Probably Zahorna, I would say, would be one of them. Well, Radim, do we still have Zahorna? He, I think so. He, uh, we pulled him up a lot um, last year, but he seemed to mesh really well with the the guys we had on our bottom lines, especially like I don't know. I just feel like I, uh, I'd like to see Drew well. O'Connor get more of a shot because he 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 shined, shone when he got pulled up. Uh, last year, and he just, you know, there's a lot that he could have, he could be doing, you know. Yeah, of course. And I think, uh, I think that's something that Mike Sullivan needs to take into account. And we we talked about that a lot. We have talked about it a lot. Where Mike Sullivan doesn't use the guys, the young guys, as often as I would like right. him to, like he used to, like he used to, yeah. And we did talk about that the fact that um, a lot of that has to do with the fact that he's not as uh, aware of the talent that's down there and, and who can do what and mm-hmm. so forth. Yeah. Because, yeah, he's not down there. But he, he used to be, which I think is why he had such success off the bat. Absolutely. So, yeah. But, uh... Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's get into what we have today. Um, I know one thing I wanted to talk about. Kind of, not really along those lines at all. But I saw this graphic on Twitter of the U.S. national big televised games, nationally televised games. Yes. And like the number that the teams had, and Pittsburgh was at the top, like first place, tied with Minnesota, and there was another team that had. This many, didn't it? Oh, yeah. The New York Rangers, Minnesota Wild, and the Pittsburgh Penguins all have 15 nationally televised games. Right. It sucks and, that people like to watch Crosby play. I mean, it does suck, <laughs> but it also it also speaks to the... Uh, the draw. The draw of the Penguins. Yeah. And, like, I mean... Yeah. Obviously, they've been good for... A long time. A long time. Close to 20 years now. And it just shows you how little America cares about... Um, uh. Canadian hockey because yeah, it's literally just Toronto. Toronto has zero. 11 games. Yeah. The Habs have zero, the Habs have zero in the U.S. The Sens and the Jets both have one. Vancouver has two. And then Calgary has four. Oh, I guess Edmonton has 14. I and mean. the Leafs have 11. And then the Leafs have 11. But, I mean, you have Edmonton that big because Connor McDavid did. and uh-huh. the Leafs because Austin Matthews. Matthews. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah, well, those are two huge names in the league. Yeah. yeah. you got to showcase those boys. But when you look, I, I think I think not having the Habs on more, you're gonna you're gonna miss seeing guys like Cole Caulfield yeah. and some of uh. those young kids who are just absolutely phenomenal. It's yeah. super disappointing. And yeah, I'm, and like Tim Stussla and like um, yeah. all those guys. Like I think Pierre Luc Dubois. Ottawa's gonna be good. That was sarcasm. Sorry. Sorry. Pierre Luc Dubois <laughs> is pretty bonds, good. Matt. He's bonds. He's pretty Please. good. He's not. But he's not he's... second overall draft pick good, but he's good. Yeah. 
Uh, wait, no, not Seattle. New Jersey only has nine. And yeah. That, that, That's a shame. That makes sense to no, me. No, it doesn't. It doesn't to me. You have young guys. He sure. Not really super young, but younger. Hughes. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. There are, yes, okay, there are other people. Yes, per Brat. Florida only has seven. That seems weird to me because you got your president's trophy winners, and they just got Matthew Kachuk. Yeah, yeah. And how good will they be? Yeah, I mean, that's the question. How good will they be? The the thing is here, like something that I've also noticed along the same lines is they don't really take their schedule seriously. The NHL. The NHL was Colin Mm -hmm. Coward was talking about it earlier, and like one thing that the MLB started doing was like Yankees. Red Sox. Yes. Always on a weekend this year. Always. Whereas they used to be like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Like squeeze them in where they can. Right. But now you have your big that's true. big guys on the weekend when more people are off and more people can watch. And that's something I think the NHL should do. Because you look, you look at the Penguin schedule here. Or not even the Penguin schedule. Just the schedule in general. And I'm curious to see how many, how many big games are actually... On, on on a weekend. On the weekend. You're going to get... Okay, this is weird to me. Tuesday, November 1st, Boston. That's on ESPN. Tuesday? Tuesday night. Well, no, it's Wednesday night hockey's really big, isn't it? Not Tuesday mm-hmm. night hockey. Okay, here's one that makes that's sense. Odd. Friday night, Philadelphia and Pittsburgh in Philly. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah, that's a big one. But then you have... I'm just trying to find something here. Tuesday, December 20th versus New York, the Rangers. That is something you cap in, in uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, uh, no, in New, in York. New York. No, in Pittsburgh. That's okay. something you put on on the weekend because that is a. It's a huge rivalry game. You'd get more butts and seats. Yes, it's Pittsburgh, and yes, you're going to sell out tickets and you're going to get people watching, no matter what. Right, right. But like, it would make more sense to have your big ticket games. Like, no one's going to come to see Winnipeg on Friday. Like, you're going to get people because again, it's Pittsburgh. But you're not going to get the casual no hockey gonna, fan no one's gonna turn to come on the see TV. Winnipeg. No one's going to turn on the TV and say, oh man, I want to watch the Jets like, play We're going to because tonight. we're fans and deep fans. But the casual hockey fan, not that there are many casual fans. Right. But like, but if you're, you're going to get more casual fans. If you want casual fans, then have a good game on the weekend. You have a better game on the weekend than that. Like, And then you have against Ottawa. Ottawa's going to be good, but you know, you put your... You're surefire. You you're know, surefire. It's going to be a good game. Not even surefire. Like you put the rivalries. Philly's not going to be good this year. Well, that's. True. But you're still going to put them on a weekend because, because it's, it's Pittsburgh and Philadelphia. Right. Same thing. Like you put the Battle of Alberta or Friday night, Sunday or, afternoon or Sid Novi. Sid Novi, yeah. 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 Connor McDavid and Crosby. Yeah. Yeah. You or put those David games. and Matthews. Those games. Yeah. Yeah. Like in New York, the Islanders on February seventeenth, the Friday. Yeah. That's smart, but. I, I don't know. That's something. They're uh, looking at it. They've got most of these pretty set. But, like, you can't do a back to back. I mean, you could have done two back to back games in New York at the Rangers, like March 17th and 18th, Friday and Saturday. But, I don't know. They did Thursday and Saturday, so it makes sense. But, I don't know. That's something I was thinking about. Yeah. That, that's a good thought. I mean, you know, if the, if the NHL were to just. Let us figure out the schedule. 
life would be so much easier. And, I mean, and the, to the, be honest, I wouldn't want to be in charge of figuring just, that out. Skyrocket, I'm telling yeah. you. We'd cut the salary cap. We'd fix the schedule. Speaking of we'd, the salary cap. Yeah, let's talk about that. There was a thing that came through the other day. Who was talking about it? Was it? I don't even know who it was. But they were talking about how the salary cap has caused people to want to lose. Yeah. It's like incentivized losing because then you get the higher draft picks or whatever. And like if you know that your team has no chance at making a deep run, then you just sell out. Yep. Um, and it's just the salary cap has kind of ruined that because like you can't get a good player without sacrificing so much. Um, so yeah, I think that's because they're talking about Evan Rodriguez not being on a team, right? Or like just free the the amount of good free agents that are still unsigned. I think is mainly what they were talking about, Which, like Evan Rodriguez Evan and Rodriguez. Sonny Milano, and there are several other. Big names that are still out there that haven't been signed anywhere. Not big names, but like guys who did well last season who still haven't been signed anywhere. Yeah, that seems that seems a little counterintuitive. That I mean, you want. I mean, I understand you want to put. You want to try and get a, a high draft pick. Right. But even signing these players to contracts. To be competitive. Yeah, I mean, I would think it is a poor business move to sell out. Because how many people are going to come see your games if they know that it's going to be crappy? You know, like Chicago. Like, I wouldn't buy a ticket to go see Chicago play. I would buy a ticket to go see another team play Chicago, maybe, because I know they're going to be trash. But, like, I wouldn't go see Chicago because they're going to be bad this year. Because they've sold everything out. I wouldn't want to put my fandom in that team. Right. Because, I mean, that, that sounds, that's not exactly what I'm trying to say. But what I'm saying is, is you, you don't want to necessarily have your, like, to, to take a season and just say, well, the Blackhawks are going to just stink this year. And, right. And so. The Blackhawks are different, though, because I feel like they have really committed fans. But, like, in general, like, most teams, Arizona your, fan last base, year. your fan base is going to dwindle Arizona if last you year don't it... have a, at least a competitive team Yeah, at some point. Or at least have a good player. But yeah. I think, but yeah, and I think, you know, even signing a good player doesn't mean that you won't get a good draft pick. Right. right. So, I mean, sign these players that deserve to be playing in this league, get them on your team, mm-hmm. and then roll with it. Right. Uh, you know... It, it's, it's almost just, it's almost like they're tra- trying to take away the the chance of being good, right? Right. So yep. that that they want to guarantee failure, mm-hmm. so that they can get a high draft pick. And again, with the lottery, that's not a guarantee that you get yeah uh-huh. a good draft because the lottery is supposed to keep people from keep people from trying to bottom from trying tanking. to bottom up. Yeah, because yeah. you're not secure in. Getting that pick. Right. But the thing is, like, I I feel like if you do away with the cap, yes, it gives, like, teams like Pittsburgh and Toronto more ability to be really good. Be good because you can pay people more and you're a good team and people are paying to come see you, so you're going to have more funds to 
allocate to paying players like Correct. the Dodgers and the Red Sox and the Yankees, Yankees in baseball. Yes. And like the teams like Golden State and the, sure. where they hit this, the the luxury tax, but right. they're willing to pay the luxury tax because you're winning. Right. But it also gives teams who suck the opportunity to get big names in because you're going to pay more because you're not normally like Arizona would pay break the bank for Austin Matthews next year if he goes into free agency. Sure. Because hometown kid, right? You'd put butts in that five thousand dollar five hundred five thousand people seat arena. Seat yeah. arena. You're gonna you know like mm-hmm. I mean yeah with five hundred thousand seats you're five thousand seats you're not gonna get much money off tickets anyway but charge fifteen well, bucks for a beer I don't know you, your your ticket prices could go up because of just supply and demand yeah that too yeah right that's true too yeah or maybe they relocate next season to it then you wouldn't try and get then you wouldn't Austin probably Matthews try to get Austin much. Matthews but like so yeah. I I would be a fan of the NHL going to a base basketball kind of thing where like once you hit a certain amount like a tier you have system. to pay extra right money I think I think the NHL needs to adopt a policy where teams have to spend a certain amount of money. They do, they don't do. they? They have a oh, big cap they? floor. They have a okay. cap floor, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. I think it's I think it's like fifty thousand, something like that. So, yeah. I'm not it's not, not fifty thousand. Fifty million? Uh you have to the salary cap floor for this season is sixty one million. Sixty one salary cap's okay. eighty two. So you have twenty one dollars. Twenty one million. Twenty one million dollars. Wiggle room. Okay. For wiggle room. <sighs> That's interesting. Okay. But yeah, I would I would like to see a luxury tax implemented because I think that would make it more interesting and more fun. I I think I think so. I'm a big I'm a big player movement thing. I know. I think I know. the NHL is just a bunch of homers though, and if the like a lot of people are gonna get mad if you take away their players. Like I'd get mad if Crosby Crosby's loyal, but like I'd be mad. Well, if that's the thing. Crosby Hockey players are loyal, and you'll get people like I feel like Max Domi would be that way. I could see Austin Matthews being that way. Where, it's just like, where they're moving and moving, they're like put the me where Kevin I Durant, to win. where you're jumping team to team. Right. But then you have players like a Steph Curry or a Sidney Crosby, who they're gonna they were drafted by a team, they're gonna die at With Penguin them. or a Golden yeah. State Warriors. Right, right, right. Like you're gonna get those people, and the same thing in like baseball, and the same thing in football. You get players. I, I think. I think though. I think what you're gonna what you would see is if you adopted that luxury tax, which I I. I understand what you're saying. I don't 100% disagree. I don't 100% agree. Uh, because I think what you would wind up seeing is those super teams. Like you would have... That, yeah, right. You'd have, you know, two lines of just superstars. And a defensive core that can't be stopped. And then it's like, where's what's the fun in that? Because you know who's going to win the cup. I mean, right. It's not like... It's not like a team is like if if you stack the Penguins with with you know you got Sid and Malkin and, and Tanger now and you got Gensel and you got Rust and then you bring in like a McKinnon or a, a Matthews and then and then maybe on the defensive end you, you can get a McCarr or something or a Jacob Slater yeah and then it's like then it's like uh, nobody's beating the Penguins right yeah except the Penguins. The Penguins could beat themselves because we've seen that happen. Yeah, yeah, we have. But it's not. It's not a. Uh, you know, I, I think it would be just be. I think it would lose some of the, the drama value as far as 
Yeah. I feel like it, it definitely... has a chance to win. Right. It definitely evens, levels the playing field a little bit. Yeah. Having the salary cap. Right. Solid. Yeah. I mean... But, like, I feel like if you got rid of the salary cap, it would be a lot more of a front um, office type of league. Right. You would need a good front office right. in order to win anything. Yeah. And I would I would even be in but, favor I mean, of, of maybe, okay, so you have your salary cap set, but then having a an area where you could go to luxury tax but still cap that. There's only so much you can spend. Okay, but teams are going to do that themselves because you get the owners and they're not going to want to spend millions of dollars like well, that like know. like you hit a certain i mean there are maybe the exception like the leaves to keep people happy you have right, to right but like even in like what you're saying with the the super teams you see that in baseball you see it in basketball not as much though because this year well no i, I mean you get this year. plus basketball a lot less fewer people high in talent because you well, have a you have a fewer. roster of 13 people right you can't you can't have it, but like with hockey, you probably would see it a bit more. But baseball, you see that because there is no penalty for spending exorbitant amounts exorbitant amounts of money. Because <laughs> like the George Mets, yeah, the Mets, you have <laughs> they don't have a luxury tax in at the MLB then. No, no luxury oh. tax that I know of. No salary cap. Either. No salary cap. Right. You just spend what you want to spend, and like That's then you get teams like the Pirates, Pirates who are actual buns because you have a crap front office, a crap owner. And like okay, you have so, the best stadium in sports. Did you see that? Yes. That it was voted the best so, stadium in sports, so and no one's going to it because the team is buns. Here's here's the thing, but people are going to it. Like you have people coming from out of town all the time because when their team's in town, they'll want to they want to come and see their team. Okay, you're not getting pirate fans in the seats. But here's the thing, Andrew. The the and again, this isn't a baseball podcast, but the 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 front offices, the scouting. The guys who, the GMs who are drafting these kids are very, very good because we're getting, the Pirates get good talent. Okay, but. But you, then once they get developed and get, the up GM, to the, yeah. get up to the league, they get traded away by the owner. And I don't know, I don't think is it's it the Is it the GM. owner or is it the GM? It's the owner. The owner is a butthole. Okay. And I wish he would sell the team to someone who would invest in the team and bring a championship to Pittsburgh because the fans, Pittsburgh Pirate fans deserve a competitive team to at least be in the running. I don't care if we don't make the playoffs, but at least be competitive. We are out. It's the first it's the second week in September and we're already out of the playoffs. Yeah, tell me about that. We're gone. We're done. And it's ridiculous that the team anyway, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, maybe maybe you need uh Fenway Sports Group to swoop in <coughs> by the Pirates too. Yeah. Get it for a hot dog and a bag of chips. Yeah. Which at a baseball game is like $7. So, yeah. <clears throat> $70. Yeah, but uh, okay, we'll be back with a uh, fun little segment that you'll find out in afterwards. But stay tuned. We'll be back. It'll be fun. Welcome back, guys. I went to the bathroom, so that's do what I did. Do you feel better? I do feel better, actually. That's wonderful. <clears throat> but... We have a segment. I don't know what it's called yet, but it's where we get given over-unders from Abby. Say hello, Abby. Hi. Abby. Good job. And uh, we, will, we, will, we will predict either, either over or under, 
And uh, yeah, pretty much self-explanatory, but uh, I'll be placing some this money is, on these over-unders. This is for both players and teams, so right, this is the- just fun. So the first over-under is Boston getting 100 points on the season. <laughs> Do you say over that, That's under? a hard under for me. I have them like fifth, I think, in the uh, Atlantic, if I remember back last episode. Yeah, um, that's I, a hard under for me yeah, as well. Yeah, I don't think... Uh, I, I, I think if you put that over under at 89 and a half... Oh, yeah. It would, st- oh. it would still... It, that would be I'd more, still do under. That would be more of a difficult Yeah, choice. this one was a pretty easy under. I mean... 100 is they, a lot of points. They could easily surprise. I don't think they even got 100 last year. Yeah, they did. They got 107. Oh, did they? Okay. Oh, yeah, everyone from the East got 100 points last year. Anyway. Who uh, made the playoffs? Yeah, who, well, that's what I... It, it was <laughs> it was kind of uh, implied. Yeah. But, yeah, easy, easy, easy under on the 100 points for Boston. Yeah. Okay. I don't think they get on. They could surprise and do it. I, they, I don't they doubt that they could, but... They could. Smart money you says get, no. You got a new coach, though. They're learning a new yep. system. It's going to take a while for them to get some traction. Yeah, and you really didn't add any... Oh, they got Pavel Zaka, but he's not life changing, man. He's no. definitely not like, oh yeah, 100 points because they got Zaka. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Solid Next. player, though. I'm happy he's on Boston. Ovechkin over under 45 goals. Ooh, ooh, ooh. That's fun. That's fun. He got 50 goals last season, for reference. Okay. Um, Third most in the league, I believe, under Matthews and probably McDavid. Hmm. I how many goals did you say? Forty-five. I said forty-five goals. He got fifty last year. I'm gonna say over. Uh, He's still he's still got a couple more seasons in him. Yeah, I'm gonna say over as well. I I think I think what you see from Ov, he still has Backstrom. Still has got other players that can put the puck in the net, which is going to take pressure off of him so that when he's on the ice, uh, teams can't really focus just on him. Um, he's a pure goal scorer. I, I don't see him scoring less than 45 this year. Yeah, I mean, the the lowest he's ever had was the 2021 season, the COVID year, mm-hmm. and that was 24. But he was on pace to get... Yeah, he was on like pace 50. to to wreck to before they started the season back Right, up. right, right. And then like 32, 32, 32, 32, 32, and 2010, 2011, 2012, 2013. Then he's only had five seasons where he scored less than 45 goals. Mm-hmm. He's had, he only played 48 games when he scored 32. And then outliers 2016, 17, he scored 33 and 82. And then 2010, 2011, he scored 32 and 79. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah, smart I, money says. I think forty-five over. goals. I I think I think he. I think it'll be close. I think he's surpassed. I think he might even get forty-five. I think forty-five might be the number this year. Don't you? Because because how many does he need to average for the next what three seasons to pass? I think it's like thirty something. So, yeah. Uh, I think forty-five might actually be the, the number. It it it, it, it go sounds over. good. It sounds like a good number. Yeah, like you're I, like, I oh yeah, forty-five and eighty-two. But that's barely a point every other game. Like a goal, goal every other game. Right. I mean, he's. I 
That's barring say, injuries and such. Yeah, but he's Suspensions. pretty durable. As we know, Ovi is he's always getting suspended. Yeah, he's... <laughs> Literally one of the least dirty players on that team. Yeah. But he's one of the most physical players on that team. But he's... Well, maybe he just gets away with it. We don't know. That's I don't watch many of I, I don't, th- uh, I don't, think, he's, I don't think he's a dirty player. He's a tough player. He's a tough mm-hmm. player. And he's he scores like a... Okay, geez. this last year he only had 18 penalty minutes. One, he doesn't back check worth a dump, so... Also true. He, yeah, um, he's not fast. He is not fast, no. No. But... <laughs> that is oh, he's probably he faster than you or me. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I fall on my face. Please. Okay, skater. next one. Okay, next. Jonathan Huberdeau, over under 75 assists. Is Huberdeau the one that got traded to Calgary? Yes, and he got 85 assists last year. I get her, uh, Jonathan Huberdeau and Alex Barkov mixed up. Why? Because they're, they're very individual players. Yes, but to me... They're the same person because they played on the same... Did you know Jonathan's the name of uh, Thor's hammer? Huh? In English? <laughs> no, it's a... Uh, it's, uh, it's a meme. Anyway. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Huberdo, 75 assists. I'm going to say under. Yeah. I'm going to say under. Yeah. And I'll give you two reasons why. Number one. Oh, in 2019-2020, he scored 69. He, he played in 69 games. It's pretty nice. Anyway. I'm going to say <laughs> under because new team. Um, I believe it'll take him a while to figure out how to play with all these different guys. So I don't think he's going to be as prolific as he was last year. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that's, well, I'll give you one reason, and that's my main reason. I think that's the main reason why. No, I say I say under too. Simply because I'm looking at the team right now, and you have the top line of Mangiapani, Huberdo, and Kadri, And then after that, there's nothing nothing really else. Like else. your special teams are going to be, and mediocre at best. And teams will be able to to focus and yeah, on stopping that line. Yeah, I mean, I think it's possible, but also you look at his stats, and the highest, the most assists he ever had was sixty two before this, and that was in twenty eighteen nineteen. Before last year. Before last year, yeah. Before his eighty five, but I mean. Great player, and maybe maybe he proves us wrong, and maybe he's just entering his prime, prime now yeah. Yeah, as, a, as a passer. So could be. How old is he? I don't know. Uh, 35? 35? He's not 29. 29. 29 and wow. 99 days. I was you really you were off. He was drafted in 2012. Okay. My apologies to Or he John started Huberdeau playing in 2012. I don't know when uh, he was drafted. I, I, think, I think Huberdeau is under 75 assists this year. He's definitely, him. but he's also going to have to score more. Because Kadri, yeah. I mean, he's a Kadri's a good goal scorer, but he's not a goal scorer. You know, like that's not what he does. No, you are correct. So I'll be watching that. Yeah. I'll so be I mean, that. definitely, he's more of an assist maker too. He sure. had fifty nine last year. True. So I think Jonathan Huber is going to have to score more too. Agreed. So okay, next. Next, we have Cal McCarr over under eighty five points. I'm hitting the over on this. How many? 85. I think Kale McCarr's just starting up. And I think, however, he may, he may, wait, you said 85 points? Mm-hmm. He just got he over that 80, this year. He had 86 points this year. But I mean, he was a point per game 
the year before. <clears throat> he was almost a point per game the year before that. His rookie year? Yeah. So. So so where are you going over? I'm going over. I'm going under. I'm. First time you disagree. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm, I, there's not much to say about Kelman Carr. Kelman Carr is just a beast. And, a beast. I mean, you're playing your majority of your ice time with McKinnon, Rantanen, and mm-hmm. Landis Gullick. Agreed. So, I mean, but you, you're going to get points. You're playing on the power play. You're playing, what's your average time on ice? 25 minutes a night. But one of the things you, you're also going to run into is further on in the year is that having played oh no I, I know deep into last year. Yeah. That's why it's so hard to go it's, back. Then. It's going to be difficult for him because this is the first time he's done has had to do it. Yeah. Um for sure. So I, I think I think he'll probably be under I, I could be wrong. I just I just have a feeling that I mean there's gotta be a caveat time. like Yeah. If he gets injured true like this this doesn't hold Water True. if he gets injured, so. Right. True. Right, with any of these, yeah, pretty absolutely. much. Absolutely. But I think For he's... a full healthy 82-game season. I think he could. He could miss it. probably four games, five games, and be okay. But. <laughs> what else you got? Okay, second to last. We have Jari over under 35 wins. 35 wins? 35 wins. He had 34 last year, I believe. 35 wins. And he also got injured at the end of last season. 35 wins for TJ. Tristan Jerry. I'll go. I'm going. Okay, we'll see. Here's the thing. I have the Penguins making it to the fourth spot. A wild card. Right. And for the, for the Metro. So... For us to make that, I feel like Tristan Jari is going to have to play Vesna level the entirety <laughs> of the year. Not because I doubt our team, but because our team is old and we haven't made any changes mm-hmm. and teams are going to know us. True. Jari is going to have to play like Igor last year. That's me. The question yeah, I mean, is, I do mean, you think Jeff Petrie is going to bolster our defense or hinder our defense? If our defense gets better with Petrie, then I think Jari plays better because he's going to have to face less shots. That's true. That's yeah. my way That's... of seeing it. Because the defense well, I mean, is the one I'm thing still, that I'm still going to I'm still going to say over 35 wins because for us to have a shot, he has to. Like, I mean, we have done nothing except rotate our volume. Get three new defensemen and lose Mike Matheson. That's all we've done. And... Let the baby goat go to Toronto on a PTO. The baby goat wasn't on our team at the end of last year. But we still let him go. I mean, we got Raquel for a full year, so that might do something. Yes, but that is true, too. We didn't have him at all in the regular season. And Jason like, Zucker will hopefully be... Well, that's not true. We had him for like five games in the regular season or something like that. Hopefully, hopefully Zucker will play more than 12 games. That would be... This is tough. I, I'm vacillating back and forth on this one between over and under because I'm not sure... I mean, I got you. I guess yeah. he played. He <laughs> played forty-one games last year. Jari Zucker. No cap. He it did, did not feel like he. He only had seventeen assists. He needs to pop off this year. Jeez. Yeah, he does. Um, Him and Cappy both. Have he played the beginning of the season. 
And then he got injured, and then he played like two thirds of the way to the season. I'm I'm actually going to say under, um, and I think that uh, at some point during this season that Sullivan's going to tandem. Yeah. DeSmith and Jari together back and forth. I I can see that considering. Yeah, I can see that for sure. So I so I think I think it'll be. I think he'll be right around the 30 mark, but I also think that um, I also think Casey will probably be around the 25 to 30 mark. Really? If if what I'm thinking will happen actually happens, but I, I think I don't see Casey doing that well. No flack to Casey, love the guy. But I, I don't. I, I think do I well. think he's gonna do much better after his playoff experience and. You mean the one game, game he played? But I, he did really <laughs> well in that game. And if he hadn't gotten hit, I think he'd be, be okay. I think you mean till that loser sheep shot at him, stole the ring right off his finger. <laughs> Wasn't it Jacob Truba? No, um, Jacob Truba's much. No, better. it was Ryan Lindgren. Which, fun fact: God. captain of the Rangers. Anyway, last one. Last one: the Chicago Blackhawks over or under sixty points on the season. Under. Sixty points. Sixty points is very few points. It's that is how many 30 dubs. Seattle had last year. Yeah. Over. I'm saying under. I'm saying over. The team is buns. And if they do trade Ka- Kane, they're going to be even bigger buns. I'm saying over. Going to be like Megan the Stallion sized buns. Good gosh. Jeez. So good. Okay. So, yep. Okay. That's what I'm saying. No that that needs no explanation. That team sucks. I agree. I mean,. The Habs were the worst team in the league last year, and they had 55 points. So you're still going to go with under? Yeah. Okay. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, okay, okay. There we go. That will do it for my section, then. Good section, good section. Clap, 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 clap. Go for it. All right. Ouch. (laughs) So where are we going next? Oh, yes. So uh, I came across a video by the hockey guy. Love Congratulations! That guy. I actually, uh, I actually reached out to him to see if he'd be a guest on our on our show sometime. So we'll see if that has happens. he responded. That would be so fun. Um, I actually haven't checked the the email. Oh no, he hasn't emailed. But yeah, so I checked. I, yeah, that's you checked the email, Andrew. I checked the email. On occasion. Um, by the way, if you want to email us, you can email us at pensandstuffofficial at gmail so uh, he was. Isn't ranking... that penguin stuff official? Penguin stuff official at gmail.com. Is that not what he said? That's not what you said. Oh, penguin, penguin stuff, stuff official, official at gmail.com. At gmail.com. Um, so he he ranked all thirty-two teams a power ranking of the amount of pressure that is on that particular team to win the cup, and he had reasons for all of them. And I think this he from how he was talking, it's like the third or fourth time that he has, has done this particular ranking at the beginning of the season. Um, and so I'll give you 11 through 32 because the top 10 are the only ones that I really want to talk about. Um, but starting at 11, going on down to 32, is Minnesota, St. Louis, Boston, Tampa Bay, Dallas, Nashville, Vancouver, Los Angeles, Winnipeg, Columbus, the New York Islanders, San Jose, Detroit, Ottawa, New Jersey, Buffalo, Anaheim, Seattle, Philly, Montreal, Chicago, and Arizona at the very bottom. 
So, yeah, take a picture of that. There you go. Um, so, number 10, the, the number 10 uh, team was Colorado. And they dropped down to number 10 because his first, his first thing was like, the cup winner usually is lower as far as the pressure to win. Right, because they've already done it. Right. So, there's really no pressure for them to win again because they've just won. Right. But he has them at 10 because they have said that they want to win again. They want to, to win back-to-back cups. So hmm. he put them at 10. I'd say they have the potential to as well, you know? I think so. I think they got a great young team. But like the you said... The problem is they are young. It's hard to go back-to-back because of... But they also lost their goaltender, which is... Yeah. But they got Gorgiev. Georgiev. Georgiev. Whatever the guy from yeah we'll see we'll see how that works out. I would um, say your gives about as good as Darcy Kemper. Anyways, okay. <laughs> At number nine, he had the New York Rangers because of their goalie situation. Mm. They have pressure to win the cup this year. I might put them higher simply that, because be of that. I think um, I think they could be higher. Mm-hmm. And, and they based on playoff performance, especially when year. you're talking so much trash and you just and they have yeah. they have made some moves to to make themselves better. But I would have brought back Andrew Cup, but that's just yeah, that's just me. Yeah, if, yeah. Uh, number eight is Washington. Um, again, same old story with Ovechkin. Ovechkin wants to win another cup, but as the hockey guy said, can he? Yeah. And so they're at they're at eight. Number seven. Wait, wait, wait. Real quick on that note, would you think that if and when Ovechkin's time is up in Washington do you think that he would leaves go to goes to another goes to another team. team that has a better shot at winning I don't know Andrew I I think I think Ovechkin is I, I think he's pretty solidified in in Washington I don't think he I feel plays like for the fans team. would Hate him. I mean, he's got five the years. Washington fans will. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's got five years left on his deal, or four. What was it? What was that? I don't think he plays after that. I mean, four years honest? left on his deal. Okay, but in the he was he was the he was the draft before Crosby, right? Yeah, he with was Malkin. Malkin's draft. Yeah. But they were both were rookies because of the lockout. It was right. the lockout year, right? But do you think that he they trade him? Like, I mean, you could get. A bunch back because his shot's never going to decline. Like the only thing that's going to decline is his skating ability. Man, but like know. you throw him out know. there on a that's... third line or the power play. Oh jeez! Like you would be, it would be crazy. Like could you imagine Ovechkin. if Ovechkin was on that left side and Sid was feeding him from the right? With, it, it would with the be way crazy. Sid passes. Jeez. Across the, the, the defense. And Gensi yeah. on there too with oh the mocking yeah. yeah. I mean I mean Washington would never trade him no. to Pittsburgh. Never. No. And he never, I mean he's never, got never. a no move clause. But like just like the thought of him, like because he wants to win another cup. If Washington can't do that for him, they're already on the decline. Yeah. Like their team is That's not true. as good as they were. They've got a lot of old guys on yes. long contracts. Like TJ's got three more years, he's thirty five. Kuznetsov's 30, he has three more years. And with this Coke intake, who knows how long he'll be viable. Backstrom's already injured. He's got three also years true. at $9 million. Tom Wilson's got two more at 5.1. So, like, I mean, you got old yeah. guys on 
contracts. John Carlson's eight million for four years at thirty two. So yeah. like you're being paid till you're like thirty six. All those guys are. Yeah, yeah. So like yep. if they don't age well, that's true. That's true. And Ovi wants to win. That's, he might that's get. A very, that's a very interesting, um, very interesting thought. And and Washington, I feel like if he came and asked, they'd be like, okay, we'll move you. Like, they'd do him a solid and move him to a cup contending team. I would hope so. He's One done a yeah. crap ton for that franchise. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that was just a tangent I thought about. but Yeah. Uh, so number seven on this list is Calgary. Um, huh. He feels like the Flames... Uh, have have done fairly well in replacing uh, Goudreau and Kachuk. Um, and he feels that the pressure to make those trades legit will be big on the backs of the Flames. Yeah. And so uh, to save face of, of trading those two players away that or, or letting, letting Johnny Hockey go mm-hmm. and then trading Kachuk, that there's a lot of pressure on the Flames to win. Yeah, especially since their fans are so brutal. Right. And then number six on that list is Edmonton. Um, really, Edmonton higher than the Flames. Yeah. Because oh, that's where the you, fl- there's pressure yeah, with I, I know, I know, but... There's always pressure because I, you're I know. the best player in the league. I mean, he's definitely top ten. Yeah. I mean, they're definitely top ten, not just him. But him... Like, the Flames had so much hype going into the last year. And the year before. That's true. And this year. Like you think but they I would think, be higher? I feel I, like the, I think, that that pressure the, would be higher. I, I think the trade. I, I think there's probably a little bit more pressure on on Calgary. I agree with you. Uh, this was his list, not mine. So I'm just re, regurgitating his list. But I think I think the pressure to make those the you know the the letting Gaudreau go and trading Kachuk that the pressure to make that worth it. Mm-hmm. And I think that might be different pressure than winning the cup. Yeah, that's so, true. So that's true. Be, you don't have to win a cup to make those viable, like those trades legit. You have to right. at least be like well, and, and, a contender. And this next team that he has on this list is um, for the same reason, and that's Vegas. That the pressure that they have to make the Eichel trade worth it. Uh-huh. Um, they don't have any goalie to speak of this year. No, Robin Leonard's um, gone and, for and so, a long time. Uh, but they, but they, he feels like they still have pressure to contend at least for the cup, mm-hmm. to make the playoffs and go. I don't think they're going to even make the playoffs personally. But that's the way just things me. are going. I feel like their locker room is going to be so toxic. Yeah, it's just yeah. like not even because of Eichel, but like just in general. I feel like the guys that play there are just not there to play hockey. They're just there to be in Vegas. Right. Yeah. Um, number four on this list is Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, they've had lots of regular season success, but now they need to at least make it to a conference final or a Stanley Cup final. Yeah, they're, they're like I've said, one of the biggest jokes in the NHL. I thought that was Vegas. No, Vegas is the biggest. They're one of the biggest. Oh, okay. So Award. they're like a second or third. Third or fourth, yeah. yeah. Okay, For sure. Uh, number three on this list is Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Having brought back sense. their big three and mm-hmm. uh, all their pieces, it's, it's like they're all in for another run at the cup. Yep. Uh, so the pressure's high because the guys are old and the window's closing. Yep. And mm-hmm. I totally agree with that. Me too. 100% um, valid. Number two is Florida mm-hmm. because, as he put it, they have to figure out how to succeed in the playoffs. Uh, they Regular season, they're great. 
Mm-hmm. But come playoff time, they tend to choke. Yeah. And they're a good team. They have good pieces. They have they need, Kachuk now. They need to put it together. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the number one is Toronto for obvious reasons. Right. It's Toronto. Uh, it's Toronto. They are the darlings of the NHL. Which is confusing. Which it makes, makes me annoyed. But, it, but it, I'd rather... I'd rather Toronto be at the top of that list than Pittsburgh be at the top of that yeah, list. Yeah, me too. Yeah, Pittsburgh could easily be on the top of that list. Yeah. So I just thought that was a really interesting list of uh, you know teams who have big pressure to, to win it all this year. Yeah, I feel like um, Toronto always has pressure and then just can't perform under pressure. At least not in the playoffs. No, it's like they... I just feel really... I feel so bad for them. On the ice every time. It's just sad. I, I feel bad it's for Toronto. So I feel I feel bad for Toronto fans. Dude, I was uh-huh. sitting I watching. Imagine. I was watching the uh, the elimination game for them. Was it Game Seven? Yes. Yeah, against mm-hmm. Tampa this year. Mm-hmm. I was just sitting there, and as they were losing, I was like laughing my head off. I was just like, and not again. It makes me feel. It can't be happening. No, it makes again. me it can't feel. Be happening again. Makes me feel sad because I know how it feels, but also it makes me feel relieved that I'm not a Toronto fan. Yeah, and it like, makes me feel be good worse. because their fans can be absolute jabronis. Yeah, they like they say all of these things about how good Matthews, Marner, Tavares, Nylander—they're literally Riley the are. Dallas Cowboy like... fans of oh, yes. the NHL. Yes. This is our year. And, we brought in this guy, and... and Toronto is the Dallas Cowboys of hockey. Yeah. Of hockey, yeah. It's like just Potential, stop it. Potential is always way up here. Yep, and they always perform way down here. They always, here. yeah. Not during the regular season. Not during the regular season. Florida's what is that? Let's see, Florida's Green Bay. Great regular season success, and then and then can't, Colorado can't is the game. Bills. Well, Bills have to win something this year. This year, the good young talent. Yeah, it, it's shocking. It's going to yeah. be a fun season. It will be. And Pittsburgh sure. is Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh. <laughs> Yeah, uh, make yeah. the playoffs and just <laughs> poop out. Yeah. Except they got a lot of young guys now, so. We'll see. It'll be interesting. They actually know how to move on. Unlike <laughs> the pet. That's true. <laughs> we'll see how it works out for Except us, they, they drafted a quarterback like three years too late. Yeah, All right. That's true. Next anyway. segment. All right, we're going to wrap up this episode of the Puns and Stuff podcast with a fun little game. We have a trade each for the Penguins to get... Under the salary cap, because as we know, they are 1.5 million over the cap, pretty much round up. Don't say no, it's not that. It's like 1.4 something. No, mm-hmm. it's 1.5. So after taxes, yeah, yeah something like that. <laughs> so we're rounding up. We'll have Abby go first, it. and we will vote on whether or not we'll be Brian Burns and Burke, Brian Burke and Ron Hextall. Yeah, and I'm going to be whoever the GM of uh, the Winnipeg Jets is. Ooh. Ooh, oh, okay, okay. okay. Winnipeg yeah, does okay, need to make a move. See. Who who are you? Who are let's you see. playing? I'll be Ron. No, no, no. Who's the general manager that you're playing for? Oh, um, St. Louis. Oh, I have Anaheim. So, okay. Slick. Outside of the conference, that's probably mm-hmm. Hang the on, best. Let me see, let me see. No one's going to want to make Pittsburgh better. A viable team, yeah. Who is Winnipeg's GM? Hang on, it says right here. That's a good question. Let's find uh, out. Kevin Cheveldayoff. Okay, that's nice. Easy for you to say. Oh, and I forgot Doug they Armstrong. just hired Rick Bonus. Poor Winnipeg. I'm I'm Doug Armstrong. Anyway. I'm Pat Veerbeek. 
Verbeek. 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 Oh, he's really cool. He has really nice glasses. I yeah, like he does. Pat Verbeek. He's Pat, fun. Pat Beerbeek? Anyways. Uh, well, that is hilarious. Verbeek. They're the ducks. Ducks have beaks. Oh. No, ducks have bills. bills. Oh, well, that's unimportant. Well. <laughs> Why is his name not Bill Verbeek? Okay, next. Abby. <laughs> okay, so my trade proposal to you is to Winnipeg, Brian Dumoulin, and a 2023 third-round draft pick in return for Mason Appleton and a 2023 fifth. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. Mason is a solid young centerman. He's, so we would be trading a defenseman for he, a centerman. He put up 21 points in you 68 games. Defenseman. We so do. We have plenty of I'm defensemen. We have plenty of defensemen. I. We. You never have enough defensemen in my book. You've okay, got defensemen well, that are in the system in the pipeline. We still have two. Down yeah. In the, the AHL too. I mean, still have Pio Joseph. You still have. We also have a plethora of centers as well. Okay, but Mason can play on the wing too, and plus he's from Green Bay, so he's a he's a um, he's a uh, what am I trying to say? He's a right winger, actually. What's Brian Dumlin's cap hit? Four point one. Four point one. And, and Mason seven. Mason Appleton is two point two. Oh. We'd be cleaning up two million. Yeah. Cap space. I would probably do this one to be perfectly honest. What are the draft picks? Did you say? Uh, Pittsburgh gets a fifth, and Winnipeg gets a third. Yeah. Yeah, I do. That. I, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, you'd, I mean, obviously, if you're giving us a fifth, we'll take it. But it'd probably be like a sixth. Would probably make more sense. Just like drop back three rounds. Yeah. And you get they clear don't have million. a 2023 sixth. Maybe they have the two. Year. They have two fifths. Oh, okay. Then fifth they would probably make sense. They have a New York. Yeah. Uh, they have the Rangers fifth, so they'd probably give you that because the Rangers are really good. Okay. So wait, Mason Appleton is still on the Winnipeg Jets. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. They um, resigned him then. Well, no, he was on Seattle, Seattle last yeah. year. Yeah, mm-hmm. so they re-signed him this year. Okay. They signed him, yeah. Makes sense. Oh, he's also played it for Michigan State. Look at that. Mm, look at, look that. at that. Okay. All right. That's a good one. I like that one. That was a, that was a brilliant. Thank good you. trade. Good job. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm not going to be as good. I'm okay, sorry. it's okay. We should have let you go first. Go. Um, <laughs> uh, straight up player for player. No draft picks. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, but I got Jason Zucker at five and a half. Ooh. For Nick Letty, defenseman from St. Louis. At four million. I would not take that. We don't need another defenseman. Sorry. I, I honestly probably wouldn't either. Like, I mean... You would even consider it. I would consider it, obviously, but I would have St. Louis retain like a million dollars on Nick on, Letty. On I, yeah, because I the point is to get rid of Cap. It's, it's what's only, what's only, his, He's a UFA after next season. Yeah. Yeah. This season, next season. I yeah. personally would not take this trade... If you wanted to take a defenseman for Nick Letty. Like defenseman for defenseman? Possibly. But like Jason Zucker still has more value, I think, than Nick Letty would have to our team. You know what I mean? Even after last year. Even after last year, I think if he can get healthy, he would have more value because Nick Letty's not going to produce that much offensively, and we already have enough offensive defensemen. And like I don't think he's a solid enough defensive defensive defenseman. Really? I, I, I... Personally, I don't think like we have guys to fill those roles. We don't need another one. Well, you see, I, I wouldn't see I was, it as worth Jason Zucker. I was, I was thinking though. Okay, as as a way to get under the cap, I think Nick Letty is a solid enough defenseman. To, I guess, I guess that's be, true. That's to fair. be worth 
the space. The question is, would St. Louis think that Nick Letty or that Jason Zucker is worth Nick Letty? Because yeah, Jason Zucker I did think, not have a good year last year. I, I think I think his upside is is I think worth a Nick Letty. I would think they would go for it. Hmm. I mean, I mean, it makes it makes sense. Yeah, I like it. It does. I it, it. I mean, obviously, if all of these were like, oh yeah, like let's do it. Like this one would be fun. But I think <clears throat> I like the thought. I don't think personally I would take it though. Okay. As a general right, manager. That's fair. Yeah, no, I, I think fair. it's. I would. It want, definitely makes sense. I would want maybe more. I just like I would a, like I would a draft pick or or maybe like a prospect like a young okay. forward maybe or a future consideration. <laughs> no, not that. Thank you for your service. But um, yeah, I don't know. I just don't feel like just because it's not something I would like to fill a position like where we have some need. Okay. If we, I get it. Because, like, we That's do fine. have to be under the cap. So, if we had to do that to be under the cap. Right. But, like, if we can fill a need while also becoming... Better. You know, getting under yeah. the cap. It would, it would right. be more, like... It would get... it kill two birds with one stone. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Okay. okay, so here's my trade. This is pretty juicy, okay? So, coming to you guys... Would be a. Are you gonna say Trevor Zegers? Min- no. Good gosh, this has to be Minnesota's. This is not an NHL 22. Third round draft pick from this year, for this coming draft. Okay. So okay. you, you get a third round draft pick, Minnesota's. So 2023. 2023 Minnesota's third round draft pick, in exchange for a 2024th, fourth, from Pittsburgh, and Brock McGinn. So you get a third. This year, we get your fourth next year and Brock McGinn. And you get clear of the $2 million that he is making. I don't think we have enough forwards in the pipeline to replace him. And since that doesn't put us far enough under the cap, we couldn't really sign anyone that would replace him. Okay, you could sign Sonny Milano to an entry-level deal. Sonny Milano wouldn't... Which doesn't go against the cap. I don't think he would sign an entry-level deal. I think he would. Or like league minimum, is that what you're League minimum, yeah. I don't think he would sign a league minimum deal. I think he would. Brian McGinn's making 2.75. You're over by 1.4, so that gives you $1.3 million in cap space. You could sign Sonny Milano to a million-dollar deal and still be under the cap. I would have to. I would have to think about it for a really long time. Mm -hmm. Deal. Do it. Penguins did it. (laughs) He's the president of hockey ops. He has no say. Whoa. (laughs) No, I would. I would pull the trigger on that deal because I think I think Brock McGinn, as as nice as it is to have a guy like that in your on your team, I don't think he's also making that for the next three years. Right. So I think I think there's. um, also, my guy doesn't have a no move clause. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh is uh, twenty. He only he only uh, he only got uh, twelve goals, ten assists last year for the Pens. McGinn, yeah, uh, in sixty four games. That's his plus minus was even, but uh, he's typically a minus player uh, for this career. He's minus thirty one. Um, 
but the last two years he was even two. Well, I mean, thirty-seven games played with Carolina in twenty twenty-one and twenty-one twenty-two, sixty-four games with the Pens, and only twenty-two points. Yeah, I I would think a third-round pick would probably get you somebody that's a little more productive eventually, mm-hmm. or at least has the upside to. Yes. Yeah. To do it. I'd say yes. But that's me. I'm nobody. I feel like if we could sign someone else, it just it makes me nervous. <laughs> you could always sign PK Subban. To play on the fourth line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. just have him go out there and be the uh, Ryan Reeves or the Tom Wilson. Um, Absolutely. It just makes me nervous because I don't feel like we have anyone else to fit that third line role at the moment. But I guess we do have Ryan Paling and we signed Josh Archibald. So yeah. like, I mean, Josh Archibald is more like just a body to be there in case someone does go down. Right. But I don't know. I think, yeah, I'd want to sign someone else first. And then I, I would do that. But I don't know. That makes me nervous. Fair. Well, Abby's got... Did Abby's get accepted by both of us? Yeah. I believe it did. You got accepted by... One of you. One of us. And I got accepted. So good job, Abby. You, you brought forth the nice. most... I think it's more appealing because it's not more... It's not like... Like yours is like you're getting rid of someone and getting someone back. That's mm-hmm. decent. Dad's is like the reverse of that. Like we're getting someone we don't really need. But we're clearing up cash space. And, Which is what and we And then need. mine is just like straight up cap dump. Cap dump, yeah. And that's not appealing to people who like... Right, casual moves. Yeah, but like this is like. I mean, I'm not calling be, you guys casual either. It would be necessary, but like, no. but like I feel like there would be a better offer. Like if you went and searched Maybe, for a better offer, but the thing is, you might be able like, to find did you offer. see what the 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 Flames had to give up for that cap dump of Elise Lindell? They had to give up a first. Sean Monahan. Sean Monahan. Okay, yeah, one of them. So like, teams aren't just being like, oh, okay, we'll we'll give you like cap space, like, and that that was the Montreal Canadiens. Like that wasn't even like. Someone in the division. It's like you're gonna have to give up, and Sean Monahan is a good player, mm-hmm. right? So like the the price to get like to get rid of someone like a Brian Dumoulin who's decent, or like Jason Zucker who's not performing. Like he has the power, but he's not performing. It's gonna be a lot more than worth thanking, but something's gonna have to give. Yeah. So I'm excited. I know they're I in the just, shop like, right now with but. certain teams too. Though like if you can give them something they need in return for something you need then it would be different, too. Because, like, Montreal didn't really need Sean Monaghan. That's true. Which is part of it, too. Does Winnipeg need a defenseman, though? That's the thing. Winnipeg needs anything. At this <laughs> Winnipeg needs to win. Winnipeg has Josh Morrissey, Nate Schmidt, Neil Pionk, Brendan Dillon, Dylan DeMello, and Logan Stanley. So, I guess, I mean, that's not terrible. But, like, Brian Dumoulin would be a I solid mean, let's be real. pairing defense. They have Josh Morrissey, and that's... Nate Schmidt's not bad. But he's not a top liner, is he? I mean, he's got a no-move clause, and he's making $6 million, So apparently he's getting paid and treated like a top liner. I just... Well, I mean, I guess as a defenseman, if you don't know who they are, it's not they're pretty good, aren't they? Because <laughs> you're not hearing their name called out like, like oh, we're oh just he screwed up. Yeah. Right. So. All right. He was a Vegas Golden Knight. That's right. Nate Schmidt, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. All right, then. So that's it, guys. Thank you for listening and for joining us today. Yeah, if uh, this sounded good, make sure you you know let us know. 
subscribe and, and rate and leave reviews and all of that fun stuff. On. Yeah, and leave. share it. Share this episode with your friends and family. Yeah. Share it from the mountaintops and the rooftops and the and listen to it at tops. family dinners. Yes. Did you say halter tops? <laughs> did I say that? You did say halter tops. Oh, sorry. <laughs> what the heck? Okay. Well, on that note. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Pens and Stuff podcast. Until next time, I'm Andrew. I'm Jim. And I'm Abby. Let's go Pens. Let's go Pens. Let's freaking go.